Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to The Philip Show. Grab your coffee if you have not. I keep saying I'm going to go to, to uh, drink tea, but I think I'm a liar. I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, me and coffee go back way too far. So, you know, this show, and as all of you already know, and if you're meeting me for the first time, hello, uh, my name is Philip. And one of the slogans that I have here is you are the best you in the world. And as you have seen, or you will see as you continue to watch, a lot of the people and a lot of the situations that we talk about really center around inspiration and hope and identity and being who you are, getting to the next step, or speaking to people and figuring out how did they get to where they are. Another line that I always say is, everybody has a story, so what's yours? One of the things that I found out the other day is that sometimes people think because their story isn't tragic. Sometimes when um, people hear other people's stories, they say, hey, I don't have too much to share. But you'd be surprised to know that everybody's story can impact somebody else's life, no matter how minimum the amount of time, no matter how small you think, some of the smallest details will be those details that could change somebody's life for the better and change it forever. So I'm super excited about today and our guest that's here. So with songs like We All Are Human and his latest release, Tell Me Something, please welcome hip hop artist and founder and CEO of Stay Weird Entertainment, where you can promote being yourself a marketing agency. Please welcome DC King. DC. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? I'm no complaints over here. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. That's good. Thank you so much. I always, you know, I'm always humbled when people take time out of their day to come, you know, sit and chat and all that. So thank you. Oh, well, uh, thank you for the invite. So I'm ready to get down to it. Eh, but real quick, for the people who are watching, are those um, DVDs behind you? What's going on? They <laughs> Funny story about that. Uh, yeah, they are DVDs. There's about uh, close to 3,000 of them. I get, I get so much hate on these DVDs, especially in 2023, because people is always like, oh, it's 2023, Netflix, Hulu, what are you doing with DVDs? And I'm like, we don't like, you know, I grew, you know, I'm from the 90s and all that. I'm like, we, yeah. for one, and uh, my dad is a big VHS tape head. Oh. And uh, so I grew up, I had a collection of VHS tapes. And I always say, like, we don't own Netflix. We don't own Hulu. Like, all that could disappear. Like, I love, I'm a very, um, I like having the physical, the actual thing. Because yeah. I actually own it. And I like the, you know, I like the cover art. And I just, I just like having it, owning it. So, yeah. yeah. That's I ain't worried about that whole Netflix stuff. I get so uh, much hate for that, by the way. People really? always clown me for it. That, that, but like, you really don't have Netflix? No, I do. I have all that. Uh, but uh, like, uh, let's say something come out on Netflix. I'm gonna go straight to Walmart and look for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I gotta have it. You have a company, a marketing company called Stay Weird Entertainment. What is that? Mm -hmm. So Stay Weird Entertainment was uh, originally it started out as a brand for myself to help promote myself. And uh, basically those Stay Weird comes from always say it's only weird because no one is doing it. So if everyone else was doing it, it would be normal. So be you, be different, you know, be weird, you know, be yourself. No matter what your passion is, no matter what your dream is, do it, but do it being yourself. And so I created, I created all of it around uh, to help promote my music and everything I had going on. Um, and then recently I realized I have all the, the means and everything I offer to myself. I am able to offer to the public rather that's, 
uh, businesses, like restaurants, mm. uh, whether that's musicians, artists, um, all my services that I do for myself, I now do for uh, other people. I open it up for other people. Mm. So, and uh, I started doing, I started opening it up to, it started out as just for me. Then yeah. I opened it up to other artists. And then recently, the past year, I opened it up to businesses. Mm. So now, like, um, for example, uh, I control uh, a lot of people's social medias. Like, I create all the content, logos, flyers, uh, booking events um, for artists, musicians, uh, music videos, photo shoots, uh, interviews, uh, cover art, you name it, and mm. uh, show booking. So that basically, that's what Stayware Entertainment is. But I also, I encourage people, like, if we're going to do it, I tell them like we got to do it being yeah. you, especially artists, because some artists like to, you know, like to put on a facade for the camera. I'm like, okay, if you want my services, you know, I'm encourage you to be you, do it being you. So yeah, that's and what State Learning Team is basically about. And they can find you online. I'm gonna give everybody just so everybody knows. I'll give you all of the information to get with uh, DC King and Stay Weird Entertainment. You can also find that on philippawork.com. But not to fast forward too fast. Yeah. But listen, I love what you just said about your commitment or your interest in making mm -hmm. sure that people remain authentic. Oh yeah. You know, that they can put themselves forward and kind of dial back the manufactured. Mm -hmm. And in your music your music has a lot of personal components mm -hmm. to it that seem to spark a lot of emotion. Are you intentional about the emotion that you spark when you are writing your songs? Um, yes, I'm very intentional uh, because when I first started music, it was, um, it was for selfish reasons, reasons to help uh, myself deal with uh, my childhood or whatever. Like uh, my first song was called Life of a King. And it was specifically talking about my mom and dad. And uh, I had no idea, but my mom was actually there uh, at the show. I didn't know she was going to be there. And she, you know, she heard the song, you know, she cried. Mm. And um, everything I said in the song, I said to her before, but, you know, she never really paid attention or cared to listen. But when I did the song, she actually listened. Mm -hmm. So from that point on, I realized the power, you know, music has when I put my personal life in it. Yeah. And then uh, as time went by, I started talking about stuff. I say probably like now it's 80% about other people, 20% about me. Mm -hmm. Like gotcha. I talk about different topics that, um, that I know people are dealing with, like some of my friends, family. I basically handle topics basically to help other people and not just myself. So, yeah, from um, from listening again to um, what you're saying about being authentic, it kind of takes a, a it takes a lot to decide to kind of write about your journey, write about your story. Mm -hmm. um, and and for you growing growing up, I know your background is pretty tumultuous and a lot of times people will see you now, you know, I'm like smiley on stage. You're, you have this this marketing company, but they don't really know how you got there or who that is. Yeah standing there and you know i know before the show you were talking about you had been in juvenile 22 times yeah yeah 22 times so it's it's funny because now uh i hear it pretty often people think uh i was fed with a silver spoon yeah. like i had a great childhood like i come from like a rich family i don't know how i give off that type of image now but yeah um from the ages of uh seven to 16 i've been like 22 times uh in the juvenile detention center uh, when I was mm, 
2005, however old I was, probably 11, um, I got sent to foster care. I did um, some really bad stuff in foster care. Uh, tried to catch my foster home on fire because I didn't want to be there. Nice. And then, you know, the judge was like, yeah, we, we can't do this no more. You yeah. know, it, it's time It's time to go. So he was like, yeah, you got to leave. So uh, I got sent off for two years to a, a children's home. And then, yeah, from uh, – and then I so I got disconnected from my whole family. Uh, they left foster care, went back to my mom and all that. So that whole time they finally got to go home, I was stuck in three hours away in this uh, this children's home, basically losing all connection with my family. They was getting closer while I was with a bunch of strangers. Kept going back to my old ways, fights, getting in trouble with school everywhere. So I kept getting locked up. And then um, and then finally, oh, it finally changed. Um, when I, well, it did not change actually. When I met this, uh, I discovered this place called uh, the Rock of Hope. It's a teen center. I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people are familiar with it. It's in uh, Springfield, Ohio, Summer Road, big red church. Okay. Uh, ran by uh, uh, Miss Jackie Mounts. And at the time, the director was uh, Anthony Yoakum. Um, but I used to go there. It didn't start off well, I'll tell you that. I used to get kicked <laughs> out of that place too. Oh, my. But, man, but they kept, they kept, they was like, all right, come on back. Then get kicked out again. And then I got arrested there a couple times too. And then they was like, all right, come on back. We still love you. Come on back. And then probably um, the only place I've been where they just kept, they kept wanting me back. They was like, all right, come on. And then um, finally, say February of 2011 was my last time being arrested. I got locked, I got locked up there. And uh, I was like, man, I can't believe it. I got like arrested in the place mm. that I hold. Cause I, I, at that time I held it that place so daring and so, you know, much to my heart because yep. at that time it was doing wonders for me. So I remember when I got locked up there, I'm like, Oh, this is just, this is terrible. Mm. And then, um, that was my last time being locked up. And then finally I started getting on the straight path after that. So what happened? Why? What was it that said, I need a straight path? One, there was literally one, uh, one incident that happened. So again, the guy I mentioned, uh, the director at the time, Anthony Yoakum, uh, while I was there, he basically took me in. He said, you know, I was with him. If I wasn't at school, I was at the teen center. Um, that's where I was at 24 seven. So he basically, he would run the teen center. And, but even when they was closed before they was open, I was always with him. So we, we grew a bond, we grew closer and uh, he turned into my mentor, which later on turned into, you know, basically my father. Um, so around the time, my last time being locked up, we had a very strong you know, relationship. Um, I was at the teen center. They arrested me. Uh, for the first time, they arrested me right in front of him. Mm -hmm. And then um, he, hours later, after I, I was in my cell, he came up there because uh, he was a youth, uh, youth pastor and they, they would come up to the detention center and talk to the kids. So he came up there and he seen me and he uh, he looked through the window. Usually he would talk to me, you know, tell me what happened, you know, basically guide me and all this. He didn't say nothing. He just looked at me, shaked his head and walked off and off. Even thinking about it, it still hurts me for real. Uh, and um, he just he just shook his head and walked off. And from that moment on, like it, that was probably one of the worst feelings I ever had. Because at this time, this point in time, he was probably the person I respected the most, the person I loved the most. Like I looked up to him, like he was my father. He is my father. And uh, so that hurt me bad. And then finally, I got out. 
And I don't know, I guess it just clicked in my head. Like I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And so that was my last time locked up. And I, you know, and I was almost close to turning 18. So I'm like, I definitely can't be keep getting in trouble. Yeah. So, and the rest when, is history. When did, did you always know that music was going to be a part of your life? When did oh, you say? Oh, oh no. No. No, no. Uh. I didn't, uh, uh, for, for one, no, music wasn't even, um, nah, I didn't know nothing about music. Uh, I had to learn from, I'm still learning. So I had to learn from the ground up. Uh, it was thanks to uh, a good friend of mine. A lot of people actually don't know this, but a good friend of mine, uh, Lorenzo Anderson, he's a youth pastor at my church on Plum Street. Uh, he also uh, has a, a ministry uh, where he helps uh, kids get into the studio. He has this uh, record label, free record label for people. He has all this, you know, he basically helps out the community and he lets them record for free, does all this for free. And uh, I remember, I met him through my family, my uh, my brother at a church one time because I used to go to youth group. And then he would always pester me about going to the city. Like, yeah, I got this studio. Come on, come hop in the studio. I'm, I'm like, Renzo, I'm not an artist. Like, I don't know nothing about music. And he would he would do that to me, my brothers, to everyone. But even if you wanted to, wasn't an artist, he would do it just to, like, give you something to, to do instead of being out here or whatever and basically trying to get you a hobby. And then, uh, yeah, finally, I'm like, Man, I don't want to do it. But then, fast forward, a friend of mine, uh, Matt Perrine, he took over the Teen Center years later. Um, he became the director. And so he was doing, this is crazy how full circle it gets. Yeah. He was doing, um, he was at the Juvenile Detention Center with the kids. And um, he was like, hey, you want to go to the kids, you know, work with me, do some poetry workshop. And I was like, whoa. I said, yes, it's great. Cause last time I was there, you know, I was, I was locked up. I was in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's a, I wanna... it's a different situation. Yeah. So, and it, uh, so I went there and it's funny. So one of the rules you got to have when you're there, you got to have, you know, when you're walking in the halls, you gotta have your hands behind your back. Okay. And so when I walked in, first thing I did was put my hands behind my back. Mm. I'm like, and uh, he looked at me like, I'm like, man, it's just old habits, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, and then, so I did this poetry workshop and, uh, the kids in there, they was like, um, they was like, eh, I don't want to do it. I'm not telling these these other kids about my life. I said, okay, how about you know, I write this poem. Um, I say something about my life. If you do it, they was like, eh. so I wrote this thing called Life of a King, like I mentioned earlier. It was a poem called Life of a King. Yeah, and uh, I wrote, I read it for them, and then they was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. That's cool. And then they, you know, they heard me. So they was like, okay. So they did theirs. And then um, this one kid got a little emotional in front of all these other uh, inmates he was locked up with. And I'm like, wow, this, this is crazy. Like, so my my song, my poem, you know, had the effect on the, the young kids of mm. to open up to everyone else and all these other strangers. And that's when I realized, like, wow, like this stuff really has, it's powerful. Yeah. And so then that's when I found, I was like, Lorenzo, I, you know, he been pestering me for years. I'm like, Lorenzo, it's time. Like, I, I think I got to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, and then he had all the connections and everything I needed. So all I had to do was hop in the studio. And, uh, yeah, he, he booked me my first show. And then, which was the what I was talking about in the beginning. My mom was there. And, yeah, that's how I got started. And then I realized all these emotions I kept seeing from people. I'm like, I got to keep doing this. And it was helping me. Um too because i was expressing myself 
and so yeah that's yeah that was gonna that when you were um when you were talking about that that's what i was um in my mind i wondered how was writing and being able to be creative but also expressive how was that um emotionally for you yeah i was it's crazy because i never been like um a shy person to like hold back how i feel or i never been the type to like um be afraid to show how i feel it works well, in my adulthood i haven't been um i'm very vocal um especially to my loved ones or how i feel so it came easy uh especially like i don't i don't mind telling people like what i don't like, hey yeah i was foster care i did all you know i didn't have nothing either. i don't mind telling people about my life or the way i feel even if it's embarrassing mm -hmm. but the thing that makes me want to do it and do it even more is the uh how i see people react to it and how it can help someone and the first time i ever did it it you know again it changed someone i seen a little kid tear up when he was writing his poem well reading his poem to the class and it was just so yeah it's never been i don't know it's never been hard for me i've always been vocal about it um but now it's just in a music form you know pretty awesome i guess yeah i um i was looking at some of your music uh, the other day and one of the lines that caught me was um it's in the i think it's in your uh, most recent song tell me something it and it starts off with sometimes all a kid wants is to be loved mm -hmm. Where did this song come from? So <clears throat> it it's a double parter. Okay. I say it comes uh half of my life and again uh volunteer at a teen center now, uh the same teen center. And so I, I see kids and I uh, talk to kids. But when I was younger, you know, I I mean, I, I wasn't in control of my emotions. You know, I was young, I didn't know really what I wanted, what I knew I felt loved before. I definitely wanted it again. Uh, so half of the song is about me. I, you know, growing up, I really, I felt like an alien child. It's a hint to actually that's where the logo creation comes from. I felt, you know, I'm the youngest of the child. And when my family went back home and I was stuck in the children's home, then I finally went back home. It was like, I was the stranger in the household. So I felt like I'm not supposed to be here. Everyone loves each other. And like, they don't care about me really. So I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I want to be loved. Like, I want the feeling. And then you uh, fast forward to now, I see kids in my position that I was in when I was that age, mm -hmm. and it's just like, wow. Like, I know, like, I know what you're going through. Like, you just, I know you want to feel loved. You want to be loved. And yeah, that's what this song is about: spreading awareness, showing awareness to like, hey. And I, I do know. Also, it, <laughs> it was a little. I do know parents that uh that do pick favorites and that do um that you know treat kids differently. I see it all the time since I work with kids um and I'm around a lot of families. So the song is basically for kids, parents. Mm -hmm. Like hey, I want you to be a better parent and uh hey, I don't want you, you know to the child, I don't want you to give up. You will feel loved. So it's basically for the parents to realize, it's for the kids to you know, keep hope. And it was for me again to, you know, another therapy session once again for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. What? <laughs> That's funny. What? Um, so with what with what you're doing now and how far you've come, what do you see? Um, what's your goal? What do you want? What does DC King want? That is a good question. 
Uh, I want a lot, actually. Uh, so with Stayware Entertainment, uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it just fell in my lap. Uh, I want to, the, what I want for that is to have an actual full-fledged business to where I can hire uh, other employees. Um, that's what we're working towards now and where I can have uh, a catalog of clientele. Um, I got, we got four high paying customers monthly. Uh, and then we got, I'm always getting probably like 12. I work with 12 artists in the past few months. Um, but I want to have a stable uh, guarantee of a stable entertainment. And I want to have a couple employees um, to basically help grow it. And that way I can just deal with the music and they can do the stay weird. Um, yeah. And I would love to be in a, um, a building as well. I'm um, looking at early 2024. I had a couple opportunities. If, if all goes well and, you know, it still climbs up. Yeah. That's what stay with entertainment. That's what I'm looking for for that. On the music side, I want to, uh, again, well, continue to grow. I want uh, my voice to be heard. Um, I want to see change. Mm. Um, even what, if my voice is heard. What change? What was that? Change? change. What What do you mean? Like, I want to change lives. Like, um, I, a lot of times I get, you know, messages or people tell me in person, hey, you, your music done this for me. This is what happened. Uh, keep doing you this song right here. Uh, I want to continue to do that. And I want to continue to do that on a larger scale as well. Um, I just, I guess you could say it's it's kind of a selfish thing because I do get the satisfaction of uh, helping people, but it's also, I've been in the, those shoes before. Mm. I, I've been that kid. I've been that young adult. So it's like, I I do love the satisfaction of helping people. Rather, that's, you know, just on the teen center or just through the music. Um, that that's the main thing. Where do you find strength or encouragement for yourself? You outpour a lot. You're giving a lot. Um, you work with the kids, so you're dispensing a lot. Where do you get filled up or find your recharge? Um, I say it all the time. One word, well, two words. My past. Uh, that that's all I can say. I'm very. I'm a very, uh, I, I personally find stuff to motivate me. Mm -hmm. And my past is my biggest motivational. Um, I, I've been hurt. I've been, you know, I've been sad. I've, I've been alone. I've been broke. I've been starving. You know, the only thing, like, I've been in so many positions that I never, ever want to go back to. And um, so I, I, I thrive on that stuff. Like... And sometimes if I get out of line, I just look back and be like, okay, mm -hmm. ain't going there. Yeah. So yeah, just two words, my past. That that's literally that's why I make sure my work ethic is top notch. Uh I, I just stay I keep the motivation no matter what it is. It's yeah, I, I don't know much to say about it except my past. That's what that's what I probably base a lot of my what I do off of. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. I don't want this, so let me go get this. Mm. Or I don't want to feel like that, so let me do this so I can feel like that. Or, uh, you know, just, yeah. Really yeah, that's it. good. Yeah, because you can remember, you know, yeah. I, um, it's interesting. I was having a conversation. I have a whole bunch of conversations. I have, was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and it was about something that was already, you've, been, you've seen this movie before. 
Mm. You know, you've been down this road before. Um, and even though uh, sometimes, you know, it's like, I'm not thankful for my past. I'm not, you know, some people are on that page. Some people mm -hmm. say, I thank God for everything that happened to me. Some people on that page. But one of the good things is that, you know, you can recognize when you've seen this movie before and you know how it ends, you know, mm -hmm. like you see something coming, it's like, you know, uh -uh, I'm on this road. I've seen that exit before. I took it before. Yeah. And I know where that, that a lot led of potholes on that road. Cool. Right. I, I recognize <laughs> that, you know, so sometimes looking back is a great reminder of what not to do mm -hmm. and how you are able to see things when they arise and navigate around them. And a lot of people, i tell you one thing I um, dislike the most is when people like, uh, they'll say something, but they don't put the work in. That's the big part. I got a lot of people, like, for, for example, just a small thing. Like, I see a lot of people, they, they share stuff on uh, social media, like, hey, share this, you're going to see 10 million in your future uh, sure. and all that. I see that all the time and I'm I'm very big on um very big on actually do the work. Mm -hmm. Yes, um very big just do the work. Like be be vocal. Um at the same time be careless. Just work hard work work. And what? a lot of people it's funny cuz uh I got nieces and nephews and I got them trying to they like can I buy like, can I borrow some money? Can I borrow fifty dollars? I'm like, for one, you ten years old, you can't borrow nothing. Like, how you gonna give it back? Right. I try to tell them, I, what you mean I'm borrow? Like, yeah, I'm like, you mean can you have it? Right. Borrowing that means you're giving me my money back. Uh, right. And so now I'm yeah. I'm trying to uh, teach them the whole hard work lessons and all that. So um, I got them, you know, doing a lot of stuff to make money and all that. But I'm trying to like show them like hard work, hard work. Uh, it's just it's crazy it's funny <laughs> hard work well it definitely um it definitely can pay off you know and i love how you basically were kind of narrowing it down to just do the work mm -hmm. you know there are people can get rich overnight very rare you know you can be successful overnight very rare you know if you're serious i use if this then that scenarios a lot if mm -hmm. this is what you want then this is what you'll need to do. If you're serious about excelling this way, then the work actually looks like this. You know, exactly. so, so I'm glad that you I'm glad that you you brought you brought that up. You reminded me. I got I got some um I got some bins that I need to kind of take care of. Like if I <laughs> it's one thing to say it, but after you say it, if you're serious, then yeah. you'll do something about it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's deep. That was that was my um, that was a nugget for me. That was a nugget drop for me. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's next for you? Okay, what's next for you? You got your what single out. Your, your new singles out. Yes. Uh. So, uh, well, a couple things. A lot of live sh shows is coming up. Oh, supposed to be. I had to put a lot of stuff in pause because uh, a lot of people know I just had foot surgery, so I was out of action for a while. And uh, uh, the Pride Festival was the first one I did back. And I was like, okay, you know, it's it's decent. You know, it, we're getting there. So um, I'm about to be live shows. That's my main thing. And uh, I want to, like, yeah, live shows. I want to perform out of state. I got a lot of stuff coming up with uh, New York, Chicago, Detroit. Um, 
that's my main focus right now is performing and expanding out of, you know, the local territory. Mm. But, um, and also, oh, the new, oh, a little uh, a tidbit, a little fun fact. Okay, the, first, the guy, Jay, Blue Jay, that was on that song yeah. is the uh, first, pes- first, is the person on my first ever song, Life of a King. So a lot of people oh. don't know that. Yeah, the uh, Life of a King, um, he's on the hook of that as well. That's why I used him on this song because uh, um, he was on my first ever song. And I thought it was fitting. Like, hey, let's do something again because we haven't did anything since that song. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. But um, I have <clears throat> a mark. I got a lot going on. Because, uh, <laughs> like, uh, before I was on with you, I was doing this whole Stay Weird stuff. Like, a couple days ago, I got two new um, Stay Weird clients. Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know, work musicians. Now I'm working with food businesses. But now, uh, after uh, I get done with you, I'm about to go try um, to talk to some people. Um, it's a video game store. So I'm going to go talk to them. I just want to keep expanding that. Uh, the goal, the hundred percent goal, is yeah. um, having a brand to where I don't need to actually work a nine to five. I like this. All this is my job. That's yeah. the the main goal. That's yeah. the top notch goal. And uh, it's looking real good so far. And I need to figure out a way how to make um, all that stay. That that you know the whole stay weird because like I got all these clients, but a month-to-month subscription so it could be like okay thank you uh, we're not going to renew this month so you never know yeah. um so just keep building stay weird and getting as many clients as i can that is i've been doing that like crazy and i'll be doing that a lot today uh before i got on with you i was actually rushing a little bit because um i just sent four songs off to my engineer um guy ray shout out to him he's a he's the one that engineers all my music um I just sent him, so I got a lot more new music coming. Um, so that's what I'm focusing on now. But but the main thing is to stay weird and the live the live shows. I got a lot of great live shows coming up. Um, but hopefully they don't get derailed though. All that stuff go- going on in New York with the air quality and all that. Yeah, you never know. You never <sighs> know. I I have one uh, more one more question for you. You well maybe I think this is one. You um. You had mentioned that you were at the Pride Festival mm-hmm. and you were performing there. And since your songs have such an emotive, I guess, um, undercurrent, if you will, they just seem very emotional. Um, and I saw one of the songs, you had a young lady singing on it. And it seems like everybody is so diverse. Are you intentionally diverse with your music and the places that you like to perform? Uh, <clears throat> when it, yes. Uh, when it comes to uh, the artists, so with the artists, um, I like to work with people that is um, new and up and coming that's trying to do something. Like, uh, for example, uh, the song that her and I did, The Save Me, that was her first ever song she did. Uh, she told me she wants to be, you know, a singer. So I was like, you know, let me help you with that. So I figured. You know, I like to help people. So, yes, I'm very select with it. Uh, now, you know, she's getting more exposure. She's getting more confident and to make her own music. Um, <clears throat> with Jay, uh, Blue Jay, yes, um, I knew. Another reason I put him on the song, I knew how important it was to him. 
uh, to perform at Pride. He's never done it before. And I know how how much he loves and um, how much he holds them events to his heart. So, yes, that was a big um, deal for me to make sure uh, he hops on the stage with me. Uh, because the song, we did the song, I think, like a week prior to the show. And so I told him, I said, we need to get this done so you can get on that stage. Uh-huh. Um, yes, I'm very... Um, I'm very select and diverse of who I want to work with because I want to gain to different audiences, different people. Um, I worked with uh, a young kid from the teen center. Um, that way, maybe I might not be able to reach certain people, but mm-hmm. it's a young kid. He can reach those people and still get out the message that I'm trying to give. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that, yes, it's uh, very diverse and I choose uh, very carefully who I want to work with. Um, and hopefully me working with them gives them a lot more opportunity as well. So that's the goal. Yeah, well, it seems to be, you know, putting opening doors. You know, your music is opening doors for you. Um, clearly, you working in um, marketing and with Stay Weird Entertainment, that by itself will open up a lot of doors that otherwise wouldn't be opened and connections yeah. that otherwise wouldn't be made. And really your passion for encouraging people to be more and be themselves and be authentic it exudes through everything that you do. Um, so, so thank you for sharing that and, you know, and making that an important part of your platform because it's, um, it's noticeable. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I think I appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, everything um, I'm just trying to do. I would love... Um, to just keep doing this as long as I can and keep keep building and building and at the same time, you know, helping do what I can do for the community and hopefully it just keeps spreading. So we nice. See. Yeah, we will. We shall. We shall. <laughs> well, congratulations again on your um, the single that just came out, DC Thank King. You, Thank you for being here. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Make sure that you check out Stay Weird Entertainment. Make sure you check out DC King and his music. You can find it at philbawork.com. You can also find it um, on his websites as well as YouTube. So as I normally say, you are the best you in the world. And I'll see you next time here on The Philip Show. Don't